One step forward, a million steps back. That seems to be the MO for the Mariners here in the early going, suffering their fifth shutout loss of the year of the day after snapping a six-game losing skid. We're going to be talking about that. Plus, Colby is going to tell you three small-ish moves the Mariners could make to improve their 26-man roster right now here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, it is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners Podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, reporter and editor at allseahawks.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you're interested and want more of us and if this is your first time joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it as i said in the cold open colby's got three moves he thinks the mariners should make We'll be getting to that a little bit later in the show. We're also going to get you set for tonight's pitching matchup between Robbie Ray and Aaron Nola. But unfortunately, we need to start with what happened last night at T-Mobile Park. The Mariners, after seemingly building some momentum with their walk-off win over the Rays on Sunday and snapping their six-game losing streak, reverted back to pain. Utter pain. 9-0, they lose their fifth shutout loss of the year, this time by the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies. Gene Segura got things started with a home run. That's uh, That adds to the pain even more so. Um, Chris Flexen got, got bashed around a little bit. Julio Rodriguez had a good day. Uh, that's the good thing, but the bats overall went cold again. Clearly, they got shut out. Diego Castillo had another rough outing out of the bullpen. But, Colby, you do have some <laughs> positives that you took from this game, right? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, of the Mariners' five hard-hit balls, two of them were Abraham Toro. So that's, you know, a thing. Um <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, uh, Penn Murphy came in uh, and uh, looked really good again. Um, yep. Only threw seven pitches, got a strikeout, uh, three outs, and he was done for the night. And and Murphy is is kind of emerging as um, a legitimate middle relief option. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him in particular when, mm. for example, Sergio Romo is ready to go. Romo is going to throw an inning. Uh, on a rehab stint in Tacoma today. So, and it doesn't sound like he's going to need much time or that many opportunities to be ready to go. So he's going to be joining the bullpen pretty, pretty soon rejoining mm-hmm. the bullpen. I think Murphy's pitched well enough to uh, stick around. He's been, honestly, he's been more trustworthy than just about anybody not named Paul Seawald or Eric Swanson. Um, is that a good thing? Anyways, um. Yeah, and then uh, also making his major league debut, Danny Young came in, yeah. and uh, he was he was solid. You know, he kept the score where it was, two and a third inning, gave up uh, gave up three hits, uh, walked a guy, but he also struck out three, 
only two uh two hard hit balls um <coughs> he 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 might have a future um somewhere down the line he's probably the guy that gets sent down um when romo is ready to go um really through no fault of his own but uh he's just kind of the odd man out but uh, we saw what he had uh last night uh particularly the slider that's a that's a nice pitch to use uh particularly against lefties uh he threw 21 sliders last night he got nine swings on it five whiffs on the slider so mm. um yeah it was it was a, a really nice pitch it works well for him uh couldn't they couldn't square it up at all uh and then the sinker is just kind of there like it, it's acknowledged that it's there but it, it's it's mostly a slider danny young is a slider heavy guy um he kind of throws from a, a kind of a true sidearm arm slot and uh for the most part he uh, he threw strikes last night and he he kept the line moving and, and he ate innings and the mariners bullpen is still in pretty good shape which is um a positive when you look at a blowout you didn't have to burn through you know two three arms uh, Penn Murphy's going to be available tonight. Castillo, probably not. They probably weren't going to use him anyways. Um, and then obviously Danny Young is not going to be available, but everybody else should be up. Um, and so, yeah, you, you know, you got to give credit to Danny Young and Penn Murphy. The two most inexperienced guys in the bullpen came in and they gave you three and a third of shutout baseball um, and just kind of allowed you to have an opportunity to reset your bullpen for these last two games before your off day on Thursday. Um, which should, in theory, let Scott be pretty aggressive with mm-hmm. the pen over the next two days. And, you know, based on based on who they'll be facing, at least tonight, uh, he might have to do that if Robbie Ray gets into any trouble at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on the on the flip side of everything, we got Julio, who had uh, mm-hmm. a three for four night with a hustle double, his fifth double of the year. Uh, he's now up to 255, 319, 349 uh, with a 105 mm-hmm. WRC plus on the year. Strikeout rate is still high. Uh, but, you know, they put a number on the broadcast last night that they ran a couple times. And it was also all over Twitter yesterday that, you know, over his last couple weeks, Julio's been uh, been pretty good. Been pretty good here. And uh, seems to be turning a corner. He's obviously now hitting in the three hole. We'll see if that actually lasts. Uh, with uh, J.P. Crawford back in the lineup, which is expected to happen tonight, um, but he's uh, he's been he's four for eight uh, since uh, being moved to the three hole, uh, so that's been uh, been good for him um, so far, um, and uh, he's been looking better at the plate, and he obviously he's hitting the hell out of the ball still. Uh, his first hit of the night, of course, was another hard hit ball that Gene Segura couldn't field. Um, it was credited as an error at first to Segura, but later changed to a single for Julio. I think that makes sense. Um, it's a tough play. Uh, I think it was 97, 98 off the bat. Took a weird spin once it bounced off the off the ground. So uh, that's a tough play to make. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, Julio goes three for four. Um, one of his better nights so far. And, uh, you know, you're starting to see some really, really positive signs now. That's his second three-hit game in uh, of the month uh, here in, in the last eight days. So, um, yeah, just really good stuff coming from Julio. Are, are, what are you seeing out of him that maybe is different than what you saw from him in the first month of the season? Yeah, he's just looking more comfortable. It's It's been really since after the first week, it's been a, a steady increase in production. Um, 
which is obviously, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, one thing that I have noticed here is that in the month of April, Julio had only, uh, he only had two games in the entire month where he did not strike out in the game. Um, so far in May, he has done that five times. Um, mm-hmm. So the strikeout numbers, while still elevated, are going to continue to go down. Um, he's going to strike out some. He's a young guy, but it's not in his profile um, over the long term to be this high strikeout guy. He's going to make a lot of contact, and it's going to be a lot of hard contact, which is why people are so sure of his hit tool. Um, yeah, you know, he's he struck out so far uh, seven times uh, this month, uh, mm-hmm. but three of those came against Tampa on uh, May 5th. So, um, yeah, he's been much better. He's putting the ball in play more consistently, and he's continuing to hit the ball hard, which, again, is going to uh, is going to result in a lot of hits for Julio. And the beauty of Julio is he doesn't even have to hit the ball hard to get a hit. Uh, he just has to – if Julio makes contact, enough contact, he's going to churn through hits, and he's going to always have a little bit higher of a BAPIB uh, than mm-hmm. league average because he's so fast and yeah. because he's going to have more opportunities. So, yeah, Julio just – he looks more comfortable. Uh, it looks like he's kind of – he's um, throttled down on the swing a little bit. You remember early on when he looked like he was trying to pull everything 500 feet? Yeah, he's swinging out of his shoes. It's much more controlled. Um, he's using the entire field. We've seen him hit the ball to right center field with authority a few times. Uh, the home runs are going to come. Uh, it's it's that's not even remotely a concern that I have um, right now. And he just has to continue to hit. Um, and he's probably your third best bat right now. Which again, is that a problem? Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. It's a problem, particularly when it's when it's you know Ty France, J.P. Crawford, Julio, fifty feet of you know what, and then <laughs> the rest of the lineup. So, yeah, it's a bit of a problem. But hey, you know if Julio hits three forty the rest of the year, like he has for the last I don't know two two three weeks, then yeah. So so here era. here are the last two weeks actually for Julio. It's uh 320 374 60 155 WRC plus 22.2% K rate. That's yep. that'll be that that plays. That will play. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, 5.6 walk rate, but again, he's hitting a lot, so mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, walks still- will the walks will go up too as as hitter as pitchers become a little more um as they respect his bat more, they're not going to be as sure. eager to to challenge him. So, and yeah. honestly, he should have more walks anyways. If you want to talk about the strike zone again, so yeah, yeah, not sure. worried about the walk percentage, not worried about the home run power. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, that's Julio's been an all star for the last uh, two weeks. Yeah, um, but like you said, the Mariners have issues along the rest of the lineup, the rest of the roster, frankly. Um, you have three moves that you think they should make um, to maybe help improve things a little bit or at least maybe push them in the right direction. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by... 
by Bet Online. Our partners continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. There are recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. So, Colby, you messaged me, I don't know, a couple hours ago and said, I have three moves that I think will improve the Mariners' 26-man roster. So let's talk about it. Your, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. So um, pull up my notes here. And uh, I, I don't think the first one's going to surprise anybody, but I think the reason might. So uh, move number one, demote Dylan Moore, recall Donovan Walton. Mm. Now, is Donovan Walton absolutely a better major leaguer than Dylan Moore? No, I don't think we can say that yet. I mean, Walton is hitting 319, 396, 553 in Tacoma. He crushed at that level last year. He's probably more of a 4A guy, but what he brings to the table is a lot of contact, a lot of walks. Um, he brings the versatility, and Dylan Moore's versatility is overrated on this team anyways. He's not even the best backup shortstop option. Uh, honestly, it should have been Frazier the last two nights. Uh, he's been terrible in the outfield this year. Uh, and Toro can handle second and third uh, anyways. And if JP's back and you feel comfortable with that, uh, Walton can also play short and second and some third. Uh, so Walton brings you a higher higher floor than, than Dylan Moore. And as a bonus, you know, there, there's been some good moments from Dylan Moore. He's hit the ball hard a few times in the last week, but he's not going to get consistent enough playing time to really make any changes at the big league level. You have this option left. Why not send Dylan Moore down for a couple weeks, let him play every single day, work on these tweaks, continue to work on these tweaks, and hopefully he can come back up and hit the ball with more authority more often. Walton right now is just a safer bet to get on base. He's a safer bet to make contact. And he, while Dylan Moore is definitely a better base runner, you can't steal first base, so what difference does it make? Um, Walton just makes more sense for this team right now. Um and part of it is because Dylan Moore could be a very valuable piece if mm-hmm. he could hit at all. Well, he's not going to, you're not going to turn him into a hitter with him playing twice a week. Send him down, let him play, you know, three, four weeks down in AAA. Let him give him a real opportunity to make the changes you think he needs to make and then call him back up and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walton just gives you a better shot to win now. And as an added bonus, Dylan Moore can play every single day and possibly try to make a few changes. Um, so that he can be a valuable major leaguer because right now he is not. Wow. I mean, in a way, that was still a fairly positive Dylan Moore take from Colby. So progress, yeah. folks? I don't hate Dylan Moore. I hate watching him play baseball at the major league level. <clears throat> Difference. Um, All right, so what's number two? <laughs> uh, number two, uh, demote Stuart Fairchild if you're not going to play him. Demote him. I like Fairchild. I think he's a really interesting player. He needs to play. And he's been up with the team for about 10 days now. I think he's got three at-bats. 
mm-hmm. all in blowouts. They haven't even used him as a defensive replacement. Send him down. He needs to play. And as a bonus, you can improve by getting a higher floor major leaguer on your roster in either Billy Hamilton or Steven Souza Jr. Um, Souza Jr., by the way, uh, playing pretty well down at, down in AAA. Um, obviously, again, Souza Jr. is not a, a juggernaut offensively. He's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you're telling you that this guy is going to, but what he does bring, he brings right handed power and uh, he also brings plenty of experience. He, he has been in a bench role before. It's not a guy you have to worry about. Well, I, I sat him four days in a row. See, doesn't matter. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Not Steven Souza. So it just makes a lot of sense. And when you look at what he's doing down in Tacoma right now, um, you know, he's hitting, uh, he is hitting uh, 265, 414, 515. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty of power there. Again, yes, he's going to strike out. He's also going to walk and he's going to run into some runs. And if you're trying to platoon somebody with, with Jared Kelnick until Kyle Lewis is ready, but you want to spend a roster spot on, which it appears they do because Dylan Moore is still up with the team. Sousa Jr. is a better bet to do it. Use Steven Sousa Jr. Billy Hamilton also, Sousa Jr. just makes more sense because he is a right-handed hitter and you need that platoon partner or you want to use that platoon partner with Jared Kelnick apparently. Um, and Sousa Jr. is just that guy. Uh, he provides power, on-base skill. Uh, Billy Hamilton's fine, but he's really just defensive replacement only. You really don't. He's really not going to help you that much at the plate. Sousa Jr. might. So I would yeah. send down Fairchild so he can play every day and call up Sousa Jr. And if if until Lewis is ready, if I want to do a strict platoon with Kelnick, then that's what I'm going to commit to with, with Sousa Jr. Uh, instead of somebody like Dylan Moore. Yeah, it, it's weird that he hasn't been called up, right? Because like he the injury was. to Hanniger, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there, there was the 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 yep. thought there. He was teasing it on Twitter, but it never happened. But yeah, it's, it's kind of weird a, because a change of plans, last minute yeah. change of plans. But yeah, like I, I get it, like kind of you know from the Fairchild perspective that you know he was on the forty man roster because they claimed him, they had to put him on the forty man mm-hmm. roster because that was the easiest. So that was the easiest thing to do there was just to call up Fairchild. But Souza might actually help you right now, like you said. Like there, there's actually now with Hanniger on the IL, and we don't know when he's going to be able to come back. It's actually a path here for Souza to get into games fairly consistently and, and help you potentially. He brings you a veteran bat um, with some pop, like you said. You know, he's not going to replace Mitch Hanager, but maybe he can give you a little, like, a very, very poor man's version of Mitch Hanager, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Um, I, 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 agree, I agree with that. I, I would I would definitely pick Souza over Hamilton in this particular situation. Yeah. Agreed. Um, to make room for for Souza in this case, I have them DFA and Joey Gerber. Doesn't yeah. really matter who you're DFA or who you're putting on the sixty day IL. Not that big of a deal. Is you're Joey Gerber with, even pitching right now? No, no. Still, jeez. Yeah, and that is why I picked him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so last one, Ty. I think you're gonna like this one. I know I okay. like it. I think this is one we'll both mutually like a lot. Okay. It's time for Jerry to go out and strike first to kind of 
reinstill some some confidence in the clubhouse that we are not giving up on the season. I know you guys aren't. We're going to help you do that because yeah. Jerry's going to pick up the phone and call the Pittsburgh Pirates for outfielder Ben Gamble and Chris Stratton, reliever Chris Stratton. Yes. Yes, from the Pirates in exchange. This is just what I have. And, Ty, we can maybe okay. point counterpoint this, this trade proposal. Wantane, a, 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 little, a little fan fiction Friday on here? All right. A little bit, a little bit. All right. Uh, Wantane, all right. Uh-huh. Justice Sheffield, and Victor Labrada. Okay. For four months of Ben Gamble and what I believe is a year plus the rest of this year plus next year for Chris Stratton. I haven't even kept up with what Stratton's doing this year. I assume he, he's been good. He struggled, actually. Um, oh, really? Yes, he four seven six ERA one five eight eight one five eight whip eleven strikeouts and eleven and one third. However, Ty, maybe mm. just run on over to Chris Stratton's uh, Statcast page and take a look at the uh, categories and, and tell me that the Mariners can't turn that into something. Here, let me. Uh, so again, this is a. Let me pull this up. I'm, this is I'm a deal for a reliever on in Pittsburgh who's making two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Pittsburgh's cheap. It's also been Gamble, who's making $2 million as well. Bull's a free agent after this year. Uh, Stratton is a free agent after next year. But, again, they're not going to pay him. Uh, they're not going to offer him a, a, a arbitration uh, after mm-hmm. this year anyway. So, essentially, it's two rentals uh, for Pittsburgh, and they get Juan Tain, who is a interesting arm at the very least, uh, and he's still young. Uh, Justice Sheffield kind of reclamation project. Um, and uh, Victor Labrada, who – you know, has some fourth outfield upside. Could be an everyday center fielder if the bat breaks right. Um, I think that's a, a reasonable offer for Ben Gamble and, and Chris Stratton, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Gamble's been really good this year so far. Very good. Like very, Actually, very good. It's it's inter- the interesting thing about Gamble too is that he's not a he's not a splits guy. Um, yeah. Ben Gamble has almost the exact same WRC plus against lefties as righties. I think they're both at nine. I think. Against righties, he's 99, and against lefties, he's 98. Um, mm. um, play him every day. He's he's in a bit of a break. He's not he's not going to slug 465. Okay, um, yeah. it's never been who he is. Could he slug 400 and get on base 33, 30 time? Yeah, because that's who he is. Being a career 260, 337, 392 hitter. If you put that in the lineup every day, where's Ben Gambling in this lineup? Tomorrow, let's say they acquired him tomorrow. Where's Ben getting in this lineup? Top mm. five, top yeah. four. He's probably hitting five. Like, yeah, like legitimately. So, uh, I like to Ben. Ga- <coughs> sorry, I like to Ben Gamble call quite a bit. He's also a lefty. Um, so, if you want to send Kelnick down and you still want to kind of platoon him and Lewis, you can. But Gamble can play every day. Gamble not a good okay. defender. We know that he'll make some some flashy plays, but it's not because he has tremendous range. Um, mm. But hey, you know what? You're running Jesse Winker out there daily right now. Are you really going to notice a difference? Uh, so I personally, you know, what? I'm going to pat myself on the back. I, I love this idea. I don't know if the if the trade cost is right. I have no idea. Um, but Ben Gamble and Chris Stratton make a ton of sense for the Mariners, mm-hmm. and we know the Pirates are going to sell eventually. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's now or in July. You might as well trade now and, and try and get maximum value for. Ben Gamble, who is ultimately really a fourth outfielder. 
But if you can get Wontane and Victor Labrada for Ben Gamble, yeah. I don't think that's too bad if I'm Pittsburgh. I think yeah. that's pretty interesting. Um, so you mentioned checking out Stratton's StatCast page, so I'm going to mm-hmm. list some of the numbers here. 85th percentile in hard hit rate, 93rd percentile in ex-WOBA, 93rd percentile in ex-ERA, 80th percentile in ex-batting average, uh, 92nd percentile in ex-slugging, uh, 93rd percentile in barrel rate, 90th percentile in walk rate, 77th percentile in chase rate, 100th percentile in fastball spin, 99th percentile in curveball spin. And that's uh, that's a lot of fun. I've been uh, I've been pounding the Chris Stratton table for the last couple of years. Let's make it happen. Let's do it, Jerry. It just feels right. Chris Stratton mm-hmm. feels like a Mariners pitcher. Absolutely, he just does reclamation he, he, project. He's he's a Mariners pitcher. He just does not know it yet. All right, so I like that deal. I, I really do like that deal. Uh, that's a that's a really good idea, especially with Gamble hitting the way that he is. Yes, yes, yes. Here, here you go. There you go. Right there. Give yourself one right there. Just make sure you don't break your arm doing it. But uh, let's. Uh, we we gotta we gotta talk about the game tonight. Hopefully the Mariners can get back on track. They got their number one starter on the mound, so hopefully that will. Uh, help but uh he hasn't been getting it going really uh, just yet but maybe tonight we'll talk about that in just a moment uh but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your odyssey an lx or an ex and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket so why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership for example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right after you're done listening to us and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we got Robbie Ray on the bump, as I said, going up against Aaron Nola. So a battle between number ones. Well, it depends on if you view Nola or Wheeler as the number one for the Phillies. I would personally view Nola as the number one. Um, just better track record there. But it is. It's better track record. It is better track record, though. Wheeler, is it? Wheeler, eh, it is. Wheeler's I mean, Wheeler, been pretty good the last two or three years. Eh, really just last year, right? Because like he's been hurt for the most part, right? Like in his career, was 2020 good for him? Yeah, yeah he's, I digress. He Anyways, yeah. I digress. So let's talk about Aaron Nola here, who's uh, off to a pretty solid start uh, with Philly. It's going to be a fastball, curveball, changeup uh, situation coming from him. Uh, opponents hitting 120 off of the fastball, 162 off of the curveball, um, 370 off of the changeup, though. Uh, 39.1% whiff rate on the curveball for Aaron Nola, though. Uh, what are you hoping to see from the Mariners' offense going up against them? A run would be nice. Yeah, that'd be that'd um, be a good start. <laughs> don't don't get no hits. That'd be another. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. It's interesting about Nola is that he hasn't been very good at avoiding the barrel. Twenty uh, seventh percentile in barrel percentage. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fastball doesn't have tremendous spin either. It's it's a pretty ordinary fastball um mm-hmm. 
yet he, he continue, it's only going to be 92, 93 miles an hour. Um, and yet it's incredibly difficult for, uh, for hitters to, to square up, uh, with any regularity. So yeah, just, it's kind of an interesting profile here because when you look at his stuff individually, it's not like, there's no crazy spin. There's no crazy movement or anything really like that. Um, it's not crazy velocity either. Uh, it's just very, very effective. And, and, you know, he did struggle a little bit in, in recent years, um, he is susceptible to, to the home run ball. Um, but he's, he's a tough customer and it's, it's interesting, you know, he, fastball curveball changeup, but he kind of has three different fastballs. He's got a four seamer, a, a two seamer. And, uh, he, I mean, Statcast even registers a cutter for him that he throws about 7% of the time. Um, that's a little bit too much for it to be a statistical anomaly, right? Uh, if it was like 2% or something like that, we could say, well, those are probably fastballs, um, but it's it's slower. It's only 87 miles an hour. He's thrown it for the last two years, so he's he's kind of got these three different fastballs that he can work with. Um, you know, the sinker is about 91, 92. The fastball is 92, 93, and and the cutter is about 86, 87. So, uh, yeah, he's just he's incredibly tough to to string multiple hits off of. Um, you know, basically, which he's. He's also not going to walk you. You're going to have to. You're going to have to hit your way on. He's going to throw a lot of strikes. Um, so yeah, basically, what it's going to come down to is, I honestly, can somebody park a three-run home run? Um, because that's kind of the way it's going to it's going to have to happen. Because again, he's not going to walk you. The X numbers are all great. He strikes out plenty of guys. Um, he just gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, so. Can you take advantage of it? Well, we know the Mariners' bad luck this year, so I'm not feeling too confident about it. Um, and then you stack on top of that there, just overall performance. You know, you never know. I mean, last year the Mariners put five up on Shane Bieber randomly in May, so maybe that's tonight. I, I don't, or maybe it's Friday against Max Scherzer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I, it's it's going to be tough, tough sledding tonight. That would be what the Mariners would do. Just get absolutely shut down by Ranger Suarez last night, and then go against Max Scherzer later on in the week and score six, but seven, six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I was looking at Zach Wheeler's numbers. So you know, obviously had the seven point three F four win last year, two wins in the shortened season, four point six the year before that, four point two the year before that, and then obviously had some injuries, um, and now he's on the COVID list this year. So he's the number one in Philly. Uh well, uh, I don't know. I mean, yes. Nola's Nola's been really good, man, and he eats a lot of innings, and he's yeah, had so. he's had more consistent health. I'm just saying, I Chris Flexen like, eats a lot of innings. Chris Flexen threw more innings last year than you well, know Chris Flexen, Robbie Ray. So I'm Chris Flexen is Chris Flexen, but <laughs> <laughs> you know the disrespect Chris to Chris Flexen. Chris Flex on and Aaron. No, just saying. No, he's, he's cer- he certainly is not. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, it would be nice to, to see the Mariners, you know, put up a more competitive effort tonight and maybe string together some competitive efforts. I'm not even talking about wins at this point, just competitive <laughs> efforts. I just want to be interested for more than three innings at a, you know, at a time now. Uh, Cause sure. I, 
last night, got to be real with you, turned the game off after about the fourth inning. It was once it got to six nothing, I was like, okay, yep, that's that's going to be it for me. And uh, sure enough, yeah, they, I didn't miss anything. I, I did not miss anything upon review. So, no. um, by the way, uh, some quick notes before we sign out here. Uh, Sergio Romo is in the game for the Rainiers uh, right mm-hmm. now. So cool. that's a good sign. Uh, JP nice. Crawford is going to be in the lineup tonight. This is mm-hmm. from Scott's service. Revenge uh, game, baby. Hopefully. And then uh, Mariners will counter the Mets who are going to roll out Scherzer, Bassett, and Carrasco. Their counter is going to be Marco Gonzalez, George Kirby, and and, uh, and Robbie Ray. So, so they're going to have... <laughs> <laughs> they're they're gonna have Marco face Max Scherzer. Oh boy. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Um it looks like we're so, gonna get Kirby versus uh Bassett though. So uh, that's, that's fun. Oh, but that means that I'm not gonna see uh Kirby in Toronto though. No. Nope. Or Ray. You're getting I, flexing. <laughs> oh no. So I'm getting Gilbert flexing. Yeah, that's pretty good. And what, Marco? Marco. Yeah. It's not bad. I could do worse. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. The the Gilbert one is nice. The the Gilbert start for sure is nice. I'm. Uh, oh yeah. Also worth noting that's on Monday, right? Believe so. Yes. Watch roster moves, guys. If if somebody magically gets sent down, mysteriously gets sent down, and doesn't make a lot of sense, that's probably a, a COVID issue. Um, yeah. So just something to keep an eye on. If somebody goes on the restricted list, that's what it means. Um, yeah. And we we're already expecting one one big name to uh to be on that list we'll see if uh anybody else joins them yeah yeah we'll see uh there let's just say there might be a reason that a certain pitcher is pitching for the mariners on sunday rather than in toronto we'll see we'll see we'll we'll see if that actually i wonder if they could figure that out yeah Um, there yeah pretty vague clue yeah yeah exactly but there have been rumblings about that so we'll see if that actually rings true come monday uh but yeah definitely keep an eye out for that when that time comes but that's a bridge we'll cross at a later date um we'll also have to figure out scheduling stuff uh for those episodes because i am going to be going to those those games um don't believe that i'm going to be covering the games necessarily just think i'm going as a fan Uh, i haven't really heard anything back from the blue jays on that front so uh but yeah we'll we'll probably have to switch some things around uh but we'll let you know Keep uh, keep an eye on our Twitter for all that. Uh, we're also going to be um, doing a post-game show tomorrow because the game uh, between the Phillies, it's a getaway day. Uh, so that game is at 1240 local time. Um, so we'll, we'll be on here recording after the game. We'll get that out shortly thereafter and uh, all that good stuff. So we'll see you then. That's going to do it for our show today. Really appreciate you coming through and joining us. Uh, for today's episode of Locked On Mariners, for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Uh, be sure to uh, give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day locked on MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have your a beautiful baseball day and we will see you tomorrow please win a baseball game mariners please please